0: Matthew chapter 16. <coughs> We're going to read verses 13 through 19. When Jesus... saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them... But who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. Pay close attention what just happened there. But my Father which is in heaven, and I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, He wanted him to know who he was. (laughs) And upon this rock I will build my church, not Peter, the rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want to talk to us for a few minutes here this uh, morning on simply built to win. This church, Brother Pepper, was not designed to lose. And it's not going to lose. A lot of people may lose out, but the church is going to win. Amen? Lord bless you. You can be seated. (coughs) Even though he was rejected, arrested, and finally crucified and gave his life on Calvary's cross, it would not stop him from building a church. As a matter of fact, the very reason all of that took place was to build a church. Now when the Lord says, and this is my viewpoint, when the Lord says that he daily loadeth us with benefits, I see miracles as an added benefit. I see a lot of things God does for us as an added benefit. But the truth of the matter is people have still died with terrible diseases. But today, you, they would not trade places with you. What I'm trying to say here, the main purpose of the cross, yes, healing. I get there's power in the blood, but the main purpose of the cross was to restore fallen humanity. I can go to heaven with cancer, but I can't go to heaven without salvation. Preach with me, somebody. There's a lot of benefits that we receive that are attached to the cross, but he came to seek and save that which was lost. That's the reason he gave his life on Calvary is to restore fallen humanity. Death could not stop him, and the grave could not hold him. He came with a purpose. I said he came with a purpose, and that was for the one sitting in this building and other buildings. How many have the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning? How many been baptized in Jesus' name this morning? You're the reason he gave his life on that cross, and today we have victory because he chose to do that. Amen? So then he asks his disciples, who do men say that I am? If there's one thing we can't afford to get wrong, is who he is. Hello? There's a lot of people, and this is by no means judgmental, critical, putting down. I don't believe that should be a part of any of our gospel theory or thinking. I don't care if they don't believe like you. It's our job to try to convert them to truth. Hang on, not to convert them to us hello somebody this is bigger than anybody in this room or any other room are you hearing me today I'm telling you what the repentance and baptism in his name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is the biblical way of salvation there is no other name go ahead and look all through the scriptures you're gonna find one name that's what we're trying to convert them to brother Jacob is the name and his spirit amen that's why i've never been a fan of all this. I know you got to have policies and i get the whole standards thing, although i'm you know i'm not crazy about that cuz standards change about every 6 miles to be honest with you. Oh, I line. Depends on where you're going. This is why i want to know him for myself. I want to know what he's put in my heart, how I should live, how I should conduct myself. And I'm going to tell you right now, for all the narrow-minded people, one size does not fit all. Amen. Say what you want to. Well, if I believe this, you should too. No, not necessarily. I promise there's food you like that I hate. So we, don't, we, we can stay on that all day. But he asked them, who do men say that I am? They replied, Some say Elias, others Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. I don't know who these people was they took this poll with and all the answers they came up with, but isn't it amazing that the ones they polled, none of them got it correct. Now, most likely Israel was involved in that poll, and if anybody should have known who he was, it should have been them. Let's run it over to where he said he came to his own, and his own received him not. You want to know why? They did not know him. Amen. And I feel one of the reasons that clogged the mind of so many, in my opinion, is he came humbly, riding on a donkey, that threw their thinking off. They thought they were going to get another David. Coming for war and slaying many. But that's not the kingdom he was trying to build. Come on, somebody. This kingdom is love, joy, peace, joy unspeakable in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm so glad he set a kingdom on the agenda. Amen. So a lot of people missed it and did not know him. And they placed him in the category of good godly men. But that wasn't him. That that wasn't who he was. If there's one thing I've learned about the church and myself and my personal walk with God, is you got to have your own identity of who you are. Hello? So many people trying to be who they're not instead of who they are. Amen? Mentoring young ministers through two different churches, first thing I tell them, God called you. You. He didn't call you to be me. And he didn't call me to be you. Everybody that teaches and preaches in this building has their own way, own style. Sister Irvin teases me that I'm... If it moves, I shoot it. And I guess that could be true. But that's who I've been since I've been preaching. And it ain't changing now. I don't care who likes the style, who don't like the style. That's who I was when God called me. That is who I've remained for 30 plus years, and that is who I will continue to be. Now, there's also a great, great thing when you get somebody that can teach the Word of the Lord, never really raise their voice, but there's power in that as well. You want to know why? Because everything, whether you're hammering it down or you're teaching the book, it all comes back to the promotion of this Word and our God and who we love and how we know him. Why can't we just be ourselves and get our own identity? Amen. So many people trying to preach like this one or teach like that one. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't competition with nobody except the finish line. That's who I'm in competition with. Amen. Even though they put him in a great list, It wasn't who he was. Then check this out. But then he got personal. All right, you told me what everybody else is thinking, but I want to know what you're thinking. Let me just point this out. This has to become personal. As for me in my house was a personal statement. This has to become personal. you got to have your own personal convictions, your personal walk, your personal prayer life, your personal worship, your personal study time. This has to become personal. Who do you say that I am? I ain't worried about them no more. I want to know what you think. Brother Jacob, he brought it right back to where we live. Okay, I know who they say. But who do you say? And what do you say? I can promise you right now, every conviction you have is going to be tried in the fire. You hear? I remember when I got the Holy Ghost that very first night. The preacher walked up to me, Brother Pepper, and said, here's some of the things you're going to hear before tomorrow hits. What you got wasn't real. And then when you move on from that and you're convinced it's real, then the next voice going to talk to you is, well, you're not going to keep it anyway. So after almost 35, 40 years, I'm still here keeping it, so I prove that a lie. I'm telling you, when you make it personal, and you're in it for a personal reason, this thing gets easier. Convictions are helpful, and we need to be what God wants us to be. Listen, it's hard sometimes walking in the will of God, but how hard is it walking out of the will of God? I guarantee it's harder when you walk out of the will of God than it is when you walk in the will of the God. And I've heard people say, well, it couldn't be God's will because of the storm. Seriously, that ain't even close to being true. Remember, if it's God's will, Satan's fighting you. This is why I'm saying it's got to become personal. This is your journey, not mine. I have my journey. I can walk with you, but not for you. This has to become personal. Amen? That's just like there's some things I'm old school about, and that ain't changing. But I'll tell you what has happened. I realize that maybe that's just more me than it is like (laughs) everything else. You see what I'm saying here? I will be very transparent when I preach or tea. I'll tell you I've messed up when I have. You want to know why? Because I ain't preaching to nobody that's perfect, first of all. (laughs) People like transparency and they like honesty. They may disagree with you, but they will respect transparency and honesty. I am who I am. It's just that simple. But there's so many ministries that God uses. You see what I'm saying? Some people are like, well, they wouldn't really preach. And, well, let's not confuse teaching and preaching. But both have a call. He called some to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. Hello. Hello. When you put that I'm more important than they are on your agenda, somebody's going to have to pick you up because you're headed for a fall. I said, you're headed for a fall. Let me tell you who the important one is. That is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If we're not doing it for his glory, we're doing it for the wrong reason. If we're only trying to promote who we are, we're doing it for the wrong reason. Or how much knowledge we have, we're doing it for the wrong reason. Everything we teach, preach, and do should be to glorify our God. Nothing else. Nothing else. This has to become personal. Say personal. If it don't become personal, then you're probably not going to hang around long. So who do people say I am? Then one one of my favorite uh, people next to David. Peter spoke up and said. (laughs) Peter, the guy that jumps out of the boat when everybody stayed. (laughs) The guy that got caught cussing three times. Are you with me? But also the guy that preached Pentecost. So God ain't holding your past against you if he wants a calling for you to do something. Woo, hello, somebody. He don't call perfection, he calls persistence. He don't call perfection, he calls heart. He don't call perfection, he calls obedience. Uh, I'll be obedient to his word. Am I going to mess up along the way? I promise you. Am I going to do something and step out of the will of God? I promise you. But guess what? When it comes time to somebody jump out of the boat, I'll want to be the one that'll at least jump out of the boat. I'd rather take a step forward than set idle. Amen. Isn't it amazing? The ones that stay in the boat criticize the one who got out. I'm not saying that's what happened here, but it's the same thing as the people when you're in the arena fighting your giant, it's always the grandstand that's the most critical. Well, I would have done it this way. Well, you've got hindsight. I don't have nothing when I step in the arena. And my opinion on that. Brother Pepper, if you ain't in the arena fighting with me, you just need to shut up. I ain't listening to you anyway. Everybody's got an enemy in the grandstand and a critical individual in the grandstand. Hello? Somebody always going to criticize you. I've never understood in my entire life why we give so much reference and attention to critics. My God, get it out of your life. Who cares what they think? You think I'm playing? I ain't playing. (laughs) I ain't playing. Peter spoke up and said, there art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's no time for the church to be silent, hear me, on who he is and on who we are. Are you hearing me? I am a apostolic Pentecostal. Sister Julie, we believe in Tongue talking, owl running, shouting, worshiping. Are you hearing me? We preach with the word. We get anointed with a preacher. We are Pentecostals. Somebody hear me. I preached five years ago. I was thinking about this message on this title. Why can't we just be Pentecostals? Quit trying to be, to fit in with every denomination that rolls along, with every, all of this other junk going on. Let them do what they want. But as for me and my house, this is a personal thing. I come to worship. I come to hear the word. I come to talk in tongues. I come to be refreshed. Why? Because it's who we are. Keep your identity. It's who we are. Are you hearing me? Now, some of our shouting depends on the song the choir sings. That's pretty shallow, if you ask me. (laughs) Some depend on what the preacher has to say. But can I tell you something? Even in correction, discipline, do you know God loves whom he corrects? And when the word of the Lord goes forth, don't get all offended. If it's correct in you, it's just the love of God speaking to you. That's all it is. And there's, there's nothing else you can add to that. And then I always say, if you don't want your feet stepped on, maybe you've got them too far out to see. Oh, that preacher my, read my mail. No, he probably don't even have your address. Jesus read your mail. <laughs> don't be giving the preacher all that. That's God that spoke to you through the preacher, through the preacher. Get all these people running around here. I ain't doing what man says. Well, then you're not going to obey three-quarters of the scriptures because man wrote a lot of it. Hello. as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. That's the difference between a true man of God and a false prophet. Are you hearing me? It's where the inspiration's coming from. Ooh, hello, somebody. I need to get on with this. It's no time for the church to become silent on who Jesus is and who we are. Don't allow the enemy to silence you. Don't allow the enemy to talk you down, back you up. I've always said, why are you backing down when God's backing you up? You need to go forward, man. Hello? Talked to a pastor the other day. He said, man, this stuff ain't easy. I said, well, if it's easy, everybody be doing it, bro. Hang in there. (laughs) Whoever said it'd be easy you got to make harsh decisions, and sometimes you don't have long to make them. Are you hearing me? Can I just say, and this applies to every man of God I know, always do your very best to give the man of God the benefit of the doubt. I know what it's like to sit on the other side of the table and know the whole picture, see the whole picture. And there's some things that I've heard people complain about, and I thought if you only knew, you would feel really stupid. I can't reveal to you everything because of confidentiality that pastors have to hold sometimes. And if you got somebody running around blabbing everything going on anyway, first of all, he wouldn't be my pastor. God's called us to a higher purpose. I said he's called us to a higher purpose. Pastoring an eight, eight-hour job. I don't care what this world's telling you. The call of God is 24-7. Now, that don't mean you got to jump up and answer your phone every time it rings. I'm just telling you, you can't run from what God's called you to. Are you hearing me? So listen to what Jesus said to him when he said, Dark the Christ, the Son of the living God, flesh and blood didn't tell you this, Peter. You hear what I'm, hear what I'm about to say. This didn't come because of your knowledge. You received this because my father or the spirit which was in heaven, which is 100% true because the spirit fills all place. That's why Jesus could say his father was in heaven and wasn't in reference to another God. It was in reference to God is a spirit who fills all space. You make your bed in hell and he's there. Ain't nowhere you can go to get away from him. But he said, my father which is in heaven revealed this to you. First of all, I personally believe the reason we have so many filling airways today, churches today. Like he already said, who do people say that I am? And they got it all wrong. Brother Pepper. But then when he said, who do you say that I am? I'm telling you, I personally feel that the oneness of truth comes only by revelation. Nobody else knew who he was. But when Peter spoke and said, he said, hey, your knowledge didn't give you this. This came from my spirit. This came as revelation. Remember, Paul had a revelation on the way to Damascus. You want to know why you know who Jesus is? God revealed it to you. You want to know why you know the power of his name? God revealed it to you. This that we're involved in today comes by revelation. Revelation. Man, I remember the night when I f- it dawned on whoa, one God. I don't know how so many people can read the Word of God and come up with three. I'm guessing they flunk math. I have no clue. <laughs> but when I went to school, one was one. I don't know what they're doing now and they ain't gonna ask because I'm afraid to. Some of the stuff they're teaching, I'm like, oh my God, I'm glad I ain't got a kid in that rat trap. Told you I am who I am. <laughs> Jesus said, You didn't receive this by yourself. You receive this because of revelation. The reason this church is built to win is because the power of his name and the power of his spirit. That's why this church is so powerful. You know, God took lives, everyone in this building, from something brought you into his house, filled you with the Spirit, baptized you in his name, then took that same individual and put him right back into a dark world and everything evil, but now he's walking as a conqueror. Now he's walking as an overcomer. You want to know why? God done that. That's what makes the church powerful. It's not your own understanding. The Scriptures tell you don't even lean to that. It's the revelation of who he is. Amen. The apostolics must realize we know who he is because of revelation. Now you say, I didn't see this great light like Paul. It don't matter. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's like everything became clear. Seriously. And it just clears it up along the way. Do you know there's some things that we know that great Bible scholars don't know? And I listen to some, I listen to men teach that are of other denominations. Why? Not for doctrine because they are so phenomenal with teaching and history and stuff that I like to know and stuff that I feel benefits my ministry. And that don't mean anything. Okay, that don't mean you're condoning or condemning. I listen to what a man has to say because iron sharpens iron. Hello, somebody? But we're here because of revelation. And the Bible says that the Spirit reveals the deep and secret things. We know some things that educated people don't know. Come on, somebody. We know some things that biblical scholars don't know. For one, many that are filling the airways today and teaching in large churches is they're talking about a trinity. Here we sit with 100, 150, sometimes 200 people, and here we all, most of us, know who Jesus is. Is. You want to know why? Because it's been revealed by His Spirit. We are studying in this building. A lot of people don't even believe in a rapture, but a lot of us know we're fixing to leave and go up with a shout because there's something inside of us that tells us what's going on. If the church lacks spiritual discernment, we lack everything. Hello? Some people look at me and say, well, I didn't see that. And I'm like, I don't know how you couldn't see that. Ray Charles could have saw that. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Hello? You know why? We're living in a generation that wants to change what it is to what they want it to be. Now, you don't have to stay who you are, but God changes you to what he wants you to be. Okay? But I am also from the school that if it's a duck, I ain't afraid to call it a duck. Hello? If we don't have discernment and the Holy Ghost operating in our heart, we are going to be deceived. Well, Jake, if we can't determine right from wrong, good from bad, if we can't determine what's evil and okay for us, We've already got a problem. I don't care how much tongue talking you're doing and running in house. You better pick up on the spirit of discernment to know when the enemy oh well the enemy ain't kicking in my door, no, but he may be sleeveling in your garden. Everybody acts like he always comes kicking door downs and roaring. That ain't the way he came in the garden. <laughs> Hello? I always tell people, keep your grass cut short, it's easier to see the snakes. <laughs> Hello? Then Jesus told Peter, Up on this rock I will build my church. Say, my church. And the cries and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This church has been built to win. It will not go down in defeat, but it is going up with a shout. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how bad it gets, how dark it gets, how stormy it gets. When the dust clears, we're going to be standing and we're going to be leaving. Uh, How many's made up their mind? We're making it all the way. Come on, somebody jump on the Jesus train and ride it to the end of the rail. I said, stay with it. I said, stay with it. This church has been built to win. It's not going to lose. This church is going to win. That's why I've said a thousand times here and other places, I hate the whole Facebook policy when they talk about how weak the church is and how the church ain't what it used to be. No, you're not what you used to be. The church hasn't changed. I'm still a part of a church that's leaving. Amen. Then you've got them self-centered and narrow-minded people. Some people are so narrow-minded, they, they can look through a keyhole. And, they, and I mean, like they can't even do it with two eyes, you know what I mean? Because everything has to confine to their thinking. You know how boring life would be if everybody thought the same? You know how boring that would be? You know how dull it would be if everybody you passed on the highway were driving the same car as you? Matter of fact, that makes most people mad when they think they've got the only one. <laughs> huh? I like variety of thinking. I love it. I don't even mind being challenged. Challenge all you want. If I'm wrong, Steve Powell's can say, whoa, thanks, bro. <laughs> I don't care. I want to make it. I want to make it. I don't care whose game plan it is. I want to make it. When this is all said and done, I want to enter into the joy of the Lord. How about you? We may lose some battles, but I'm going to tell you what, I ain't losing the war. I ain't losing the war. That's why I love the military term. We make our stand here. You know what the men were saying? We ain't running, we ain't backing down, and we ain't hiding. We're fighting. We make our stand here, win or lose, whether you find us alive or you find us dead. I'm drawing the line in the sand. Come on, Pentecostals. Don't you think it's time to draw that line and make up your mind whose side you're really on uh, and quit riding that fence? Uh, Let me just give you a revelation. The devil owns the fence. Hello. I'm on his side. Popular or unpopular, that don't matter to me. Now let me close this out. Time's running out. Go with me to the last verse there. And then he told Peter in verse 19, I will give unto thee. Everybody say keys. How many have some set of keys on them? Find your keys. I'll give you a second. Find your keys. Just find them. I don't care. Pocket, purse. I don't care where they are. Pull out your keys. Rattle them. I'm going to give unto you the keys, the keys. We walk around with a set of spiritual keys that holds all authority in heaven and in hell. You need to take those keys and start binding and start loosening under the authority of the Holy Ghost. If you bind it, God's on your side. If you loose it, God's on your side. But we've all been given a set of keys to lock and unlock. Hello, somebody. Keys. I'm going to give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I know when we get home, we unlock our door, but it ain't a kingdom. Sometimes it ain't even heaven. (laughs) There's that transparency again. You and your spouse fight. Yours don't. You're not the normal one. (laughs) hello, I raised my teenagers and we got along with everything I said. You're under a heavy delusion. Hello? Me and my wife disagree. Don't mean nothing. We just disagree. But the thing I do respect about my wife is we disagree. She gives me her thoughts, but then she says, but honey, that decision's yours because you are the head of the house. But you remember your spouse ain't your door, Matt, so quit walking on her. Got so many weak need husbands running around here anymore. You're the man of the house, be that man. Whoa, hello, somebody. I literally had a preacher tell me one time, Well, if we were parked at a red light and somebody started busting out my windows, I wouldn't reach over to try to protect her. I would start praying and depend on God. I thought, well, I just lost a whole lot of respect for you. And I'm going to tell you why. She's your bride. God gave her to you. I'm going to be saying in Jesus' name as I protect my wife. You defend your family. You defend your children. You defend your church. You defend your God. Hello? I ain't putting up with all that abomination, weak need talk from nobody. People usually don't like the warrior until the enemy's at the gate. Well, throw rocks at him. You don't believe in protecting yourself? Hello, somebody. I'm going to defend the gospel if necessary. I'm going to defend the Christ if necessary. I'm going to defend my walk with God necessary. I'm going to defend my family if necessary. Are you hearing me? That's common sense, folks. Common sense. I'm going to be honest with you. You think I'm playing? I'm getting ready to close. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I felt I need to say this. I would put myself in harm's way to protect anyone in this assembly. I would do my very best. And if that's wrong, you think in the eyes of the Lord, just send me on my way because I'm going to heaven with or without your stupid opinion. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Stand with me. We are built to win. We must fight sometimes. No one's getting a hall pass from this thing called life. Brother Pepper, I know you've pastored and I've pastored. Sometimes pastoring ain't nothing but going to war. You got families in your building being demolished by the enemy. If that don't arouse you to fight, something's wrong with you. Sometimes you've got to fight hell for one another. Are you hearing me? And I close with one of the most loose terms that we say to one another. Brother Jacob, my opinion is, I'll be praying for you and never pray. It's just a word we throw out there because it sounds good. Because that's what Christians are supposed to do. I don't do anything because I'm actually supposed to. I do this because I want to. The Holy Ghost eliminated thou shalt not to I will not. (laughs) God bless you. We're going to have prayer. We're built to win. Make your stand. We're going up with a shout. When the dust clears, we're going to be the ones standing. Let them laugh. Let them scoff. Let them say what they want. But I know who Jesus is. Come on, somebody. I know the plan of salvation. I know the power of the Holy Ghost. I know the power of the anointing. Why should we back up or back down? Not happening. Give God some praise. Let's enter a time of prayer in the name of the Lord.